I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Monday, December 23, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the board today? Well, we really don't have a lot on the board. Trading, as we know, is very, very light. Most of the market participants are either on vacation or not participating because others are on vacation. So what do we do with a day like today? We have to keep something in front of mind. We're not so focused on what actually happened today that's going to give us clues as to what's going to happen going forward. What we are focused on today is learning something. We're going to have some takeaways. We always have takeaways from the market. Let's keep something in front of mind. The power of compounding. The power of compounding obviously applies to our accounts. If we're making positive trades over and over and over again, the power of compounding takes over and therefore our account grows, our share size grows, and our wins grow in monetary form because of what? The power of compounding. But there's something actually more important than the monetary aspect of the power of compounding. And we're going to coin it, learn more than you earn. Because if you're here every single day and you understand the foundation of how markets work, then you're essentially learning more than you're earning on a daily basis, which in turn really accelerates into the future the power of compounding because what you learn today you'll be able to use in the future what you learn tomorrow you'll be able to use in the future what you learn yesterday you'll still be able to use in the future therefore the power of compounding is more important in our knowledge than in monetary form on a daily basis all right That's lesson number one for the day. Let's see what else we got. Let's swing over and take a look at the SPY or the S&P 500 and see what we have. Let's keep in mind that the SPY did pay a dividend last Friday. Does that really impact the charts? No, it doesn't. I wanted to get it out of the way because somebody would bring it up if I didn't bring it up. Therefore, do I care about the dividend in relation to the chart? No, we don't. Why is that? Because look where price is on the chart. We're at the top of the chart. What difference does the dividend make? It doesn't change the makeup of the chart. It doesn't change the look of the chart. It doesn't change anything. Therefore, we'll ignore the dividend. Has anything changed in the S&P? Absolutely not. So what do we do with that information? We have to look deeper. We have to look for what might change going forward with the S&P and other markets across the board. Before we get into that, let's make mention of something else. Let's go down to an hourly chart so that we can have a short and intermediate term discussion. Has anything technically changed from last week? No. Right here is our bogey for the short term. As long as price stays above the opening range low from last Monday, it's good. The market's good. It's got nowhere to go. Nowhere to go on the downside, that is. As long as price stays above this area, it's consolidating or working its way higher, one in the same or both, either way. Another question, is price going to keep going up every day? No, it won't. 
Right now, it appears that it will, and it may even do that through the new year, only I find that unlikely. Here's what is likely. We're still likely to get some kind of a down day slash short-term pullback, if nothing else. Why is that? Because that's the way the market works. It's going to obviously want to come back and do what? Test a former breakout and or former breakdown area. In this case, it would be a former breakout area. Now, depending on what chart you're looking at, you can make a case for a variety of different breakout areas. There are a few right here in terms of looking at it from a short-term perspective. However, what's the one that this trader would have his eye on if the market did start to come down? We're talking about from an intraday perspective, we're talking about where the market would likely find garden variety support if we had, by the way, a down day. What would cause a down day? Well, it could be a piece of news, a little bit of a spark. It could be just simply more sellers than buyers. There doesn't always have to be a bona fide reason for a down day. The S&P could be down 10 or 20 points just because. So let's talk about it from a technical perspective. Let's just say for argument's sake, and we've been discussing the fact that this stair-step routine that the market's been doing, and let's refresh our memories on what we're talking about. So the market steps up, goes sideways, takes another step up, goes sideways, takes another step up, sideways. You see the routine. Then it takes a step up, and it really has been going sideways to grinding higher. But if you look at it from a micro scale, we've had a step up, sideways, little step up, sideways, little step up, sideways. One of these steps is going to have a hole in it. That's just inevitable. It's just the way the market works. Maybe it's a piece of news they hang on China. Maybe the market's down in the morning and the pundits latch on to it's just end of the year tax selling and that's what it is. It doesn't matter what you call it. Let's just discuss the fact that it's possible that the market goes down. Let's say the market starts breaking below, and this is on the hourly chart, the 20-period moving average. Well, there certainly are a couple of areas that in light volume, quiet markets can certainly find support. However, in terms of what would be a lick-your-chops intraday price, and we're not going to get to the penny here, intraday information is always disseminated through inside the numbers. But where is that general area, the lick your chops area? Well, look right here around the 50 period moving average. And then you look over here and say, hey, was this a breakout area? Is this the real breakout area? Will the real breakout area please stand up? And the answer is yes. So if we found price, let's just say whether it's tomorrow or after Christmas, which brings up another point. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Tomorrow will be a half day. I doubt there will be a video after the market tomorrow. We'll likely resume after Christmas. But nevertheless, wishing everybody and their families nothing but the best. You know this already, and I'll likely say it again later, but I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. Back to the show. Let's just say, by some miracle, we found the market coming into and around the 50-period moving average. Under normal garden-variety market conditions, there would be buyers that showed up, 
barring a trapdoor pull-the-rug-out scenario. The trapdoor pull-the-rug-out would be in the 20% camp of the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you're going to have buyers that would normally show up if price ended up reaching, in short order, the 50-period moving average. Now, if we saw price creep down to the 50-period moving average over the next several days, that changes the scope of everything I just said. This only applies in the short run, the next day or two. What's the other side of that? The other side of that is price stays in the area it is, continues to consolidate, and under normal garden variety market conditions, we would see another move higher. What I just described earlier is the foot through the step routine. Remember, I'm still looking for a top. Now, whether it's a short-term top, intermediate-term top, or otherwise remains a mystery. This trader is still looking for a top. We don't have one yet, but I'm looking for one. What's one of the main reasons why? Lesson number two. Remember last December. In fact, let's go over to a weekly chart. It's easier to see to the magnitude that I want to describe. What I'm going to do here is give you a snippet of information. All the detail surrounding how this strategy, all the detail surrounding how this analysis or this type of analysis really works belongs in a course in and of itself. What I'm going to do is kind of give you what the result of this type of analysis is. And result doesn't mean it's a guarantee this is going to happen. Result means this is the analysis and until proven otherwise, this is the expectation. As most of you know, part of the analysis I do, which is mainly done on longer-term charts, has to do with cycle analysis. Now, I'm no expert, and I'm still learning myself. I'll always be forever learning. One of the main reasons why is cycle analysis is really a lot of art form and a lot of scientific analysis. You meld the two together, and you come out with an answer. Doesn't mean the answer's right, you won't know that till after the fact, and if it's wrong, you have to go back and analyze where you went wrong. What was wrong? The art form, the science, the numbers, what was wrong? And it's an ever-changing, ever-dynamic type of analysis. So we have something else called, and I don't know if it's called this, I call it this, I'm not sure whether I know this to be a fact, whether I made this up, or whether I heard it somewhere, it doesn't really matter. For this purpose, we'll call it the law of alternation. Is that a real law? I'm not sure. But what we do know is things alternate, which in effect creates a cycle. What do I mean by that? Well, let's keep it simple. And let's just say, for example, there's a 90-day cycle that you can find on most charts. Now, it's not the same 90-day cycle that stays in effect from day one to infinity, but what happens is a 90-day cycle or another cycle will be active for a period of time. And then all of a sudden, it'll break apart, it'll disappear, and then you'll find a new or different 90-day cycle that is present and active. If this is the first time you're hearing any of this stuff, don't worry about it. It can be confusing. That's not the point. Let's get to the point. Let's say again that one year is an important period of time. Let's just say that one year could be a cycle. Well, what happened about a year ago? Well, right here, which is the week ending December 28th, 2018, 
the market bottomed after being absolutely creamed beginning in September. We know what happened after that. The market took off and it's still going. The question is, will we see a one-year cycle take hold? Will we see the law of alternation take hold? In that case, it means, for example, we saw a low last Christmas. Will we see a high this Christmas or in and around this Christmas week? If you remember from about a week or so ago, I mentioned in a video, if we're not going to see a high materialize, which would have been early last week, instead we had a gap up, what I said was, look for something to also potentially materialize toward the end of the week, which means this past Friday. Here we are Monday, so far, and I don't want to split hairs, I'm not really trying to say I called a high, I'm definitely not saying that, but so far... Friday remains the high. Tomorrow being Tuesday is a half day in the market. Could do anything. Could go up, could go down. We don't know. What I'm looking for is a top in and around this week. Maybe it stretches out into January. Certainly the seasonality effect of this time of the year, light volume, lack of participation, that could certainly play a role. We can't discount that. I'm just bringing to your attention some of the things and the way that I look at the market. Remember how we had a specific reason why I felt 315.04 was going to be important? There's your 315.04. The market did pull back, obviously bounced right back, but I have a sense that this rally into Christmas in and around Christmas is similar to a 315.04. Then we'll see whether or not it's going to be a short-term deal, a one-day wonder, an extended pullback. We don't know. We're going to take it one candlestick at a time, one day at a time, one analysis at a time. And by the way, the other side of that is nothing happens. The market continues to grind higher. We reevaluate. And in looking for a top, we're looking for signs and or signals of a trend change, Those are taught on the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Without those, we have nothing to lean against. We have nothing to trade against. We have no defined area where we know where we're wrong. So in a sense, for those traders that choose to treat this as a business, that's what you're waiting for. Now, in light of the fact that the market didn't do anything today, and we'll see, it remains to be proven whether or not I provided any value today, but I am going to give it a wrap a little bit early, pull the ripcord a little bit early, and kind of float through the holiday week. It's a good time for some downtime. Let me tell you once more how much I do appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit mystrategicforecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.